Hi, it's Dwyer. October 20th, 2023. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, there is a bet on the board. It's in an unconventional event that I like a lot. And I mean a lot. It is the over four and a half rounds. Again, the over four and a half rounds in the Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou fight, right? You have Ngannou who is supposed to have one of the biggest punches in mankind going up against the heavyweight champion, the lineal, right? Who, let's face it, is a very highly skilled boxer, is extremely adept, in fact, won the title on his back foot and has length. 6'9 guy who actually can fight long, right? Tyson Fury's not hunched over the pocket. This is a guy who actually leans backwards, can blind you with the jab, can move behind the jab, can outbox you doesn't have to knock you out to win fights, right? This is not Deontay Wilder. No, this is the guy who can box your socks off, right? His problem's not on the front end. His problem is on the back end, right? The 12th round against Vladimir Klitschko. The 12th round, first fight against Deontay Wilder. Right? That's his problem, not the front end. Now, let's just throw a few darts here. No harm is intended. But understand, we just need to tell it like it is, right? To quote the great Howard Cosell, who himself was quoting Aaron Neville. Well, anyway, let me uh, just point out, I know Mike Tyson a dominant champ. Folks, I was alive during the time. You see this gray beard here, right? If you're of a certain age, you remember the Tyson reign, right? That's one of those times in history where everyone knew who the heavyweight champ was, right? Grandma knew who the heavyweight champ was. Six-year-olds knew who the heavyweight champ was. Tyson, dominant champ. You know, I question whether Tyson, who was shorter, who was cat quick, who was sudden, who intuitively knew how to move his head, who jumped in the pocket, stayed in the pocket, was front foot heavy. I question whether Tyson can take a guy with no professional boxing matches, no professional boxing matches, and teach him how to deal with the heavyweight champion, right? Understand, Tyson would be great as Canelo's trainer, another guy who's shorter, another guy who's explosive, another guy whose head's on a swivel, 
right? Another guy who's comfortable coming inside. Although I will say this, Canelo has a great back foot, right? Just food for thought. Tyson did not. But the problem with greats becoming boxing coaches is that they think that you had the same 100-mile-an-hour fastball that they did. Right? The chances of Nganu being as sudden, as quick, as agile, as able to jump deep in the pocket as Mike Tyson are remote at best. Right? A Tyson could jump in the pocket against even a slugger like Frank Bruno. Folks, that's a rare skill. Greats have a hard time in general being successful coaches because they have the talent to pull it off. Many of the people they're coaching don't have that particular talent. I was once watching a fight. Joe Fraser, the former heavyweight champ, was in the corner of his son, Marvin Fraser. And Marvin was getting roughed up in the fight. Marvin came back to the corner. Joe leaned across the ropes and said to him, hey, you need to just go in there and mix it up. Now that's what worked for Joe. Because Joe was explosive. Because Joe's left hook was concussive. Marvin didn't have those talents. Marvin wasn't the explosive puncher. Marvin was a technician. Marvin couldn't just decide, oh, let me just, in this heavyweight match against another contender, another guy who's top 10 in the world, in the division, let me just jump in the pocket and let me just throw some shots and, you know, rough up the other guy. So I'm guessing Francis Ngannou, even though he has a great as his trainer, right? Even though he has a guy who was the baddest man on the planet for a multi-year period, Francis Ngannou is not going to know how to get inside against Tyson Fury. I mean, understand. If Vladimir Klitschko didn't know how to get inside against Tyson Fury, if Derek Chisora, who got inside against Alexander Usyk, did not know how to get inside recently against Tyson Fury, how is Francis Ngannou going to know how to get inside against Tyson Fury? Let's also pop a bubble. I know Conor McGregor has been running around pointing out that he landed more punches on Floyd Mayweather than some other fighters, professional fighters, professional boxers did, right? Folks, it's that folklore that's contributed to this Fury and Ganu fight. Understand, Floyd Mayweather came out against McGregor and Mayweather carried McGregor, right? Mayweather's not just a boxer. Mayweather's a businessman. Fans paid good money for that Mayweather-McGregor fight. Mayweather knew it. So if you 
watch Floyd Mayweather, you're going to notice a different Floyd Mayweather in the early rounds against McGregor than you did the early rounds against Canelo. In the Canelo fight, Floyd comes out, looks at Canelo, is hanging around the pocket. It's so around the pocket that Floyd is hitting Canelo with jabs to the body. Floyd's throwing body shots against Canelo early. Floyd's right in front of Canelo. Floyd is daring Canelo to open up. Folks, that Floyd came out against McGregor and allowed McGregor to get in the pocket, is covering up, right? Isn't your usual Floyd. So suddenly now you have a lot of fans out there thinking that any good MMA fighter can come in and can hang around the pocket, can push the issue. Folks, the opposite is true. Here, Tyson Fury's looking at a multi-million dollar or multi-million pound, whatever your currency preference, right? Both of those currencies are failing, by the way, but that's another story we'll save for a money video. Right, Tyson Fury's looking at a huge blockbuster financially, legacy-wise, fight against Alexander Usyk. He's not going to be reckless here. He's not in retirement like Mayweather was when Mayweather decided to pick up the free money that was sitting in the corner of the room by fighting Conor McGregor. No, no, you have a heavyweight champ here looking at some of the biggest fights of his career. They're ahead of him. Right? Understand, if he beats Usyk, then he has other blockbuster fights. That Anthony Joshua fight, folks, that's a huge blockbuster. The Zhili Zhang fight. Zhili Zhang is involved with Frank Warren, who's also involved with Tyson Fury. That's an easy fight to make. Right? Understand, by the way, Zhang had a fight, 60 million people in China. I'm not kidding. 60 million people in China. This is shortly before Showtime goes out of business. Right? Showtime is doing their last couple boxing matches. In China, it's the opposite. You have 60 million people tuning in for a Zhili Zhang fight. Could you imagine the numbers if Zhang fights for the heavyweight title? So Tyson Fury's not going to come out reckless. He's not going to allow Nganu to hit him. I know he showed up at a press conference, was daring Nganu to hit him to the body and stuff like that. Tyson Fury's no fool. He's going to come out. He's going to see the lay of the land. He's not going to risk huge blockbuster million-pound paydays by coming out reckless against a guy whose only opportunity to beat him will be by lucky punch. So the champion, for his own reasons, is going to be cautious in the early rounds. And Ganu, because of a lack of technical knowledge, a lack of experience, himself is going to be cautious in the early rounds because he's going to realize He's not Mike Tyson. 
This isn't going to be the Mike Tyson, Marvis Fraser fight where Tyson comes across the ring. Suddenly, Marvis Fraser is pinned up against the ropes. Suddenly, there is no way to dislodge Mike Tyson from being deep in the pocket. Folks, you don't get to that level. You simply don't in your first fight as a professional boxer. So understand, this fight is going to linger. You might even get some of the Floyd mindset. Tyson Fury, knowing that he's taking money from the public here, thinking to himself, fans have paid good money to watch this fight. Let me at least let this fight hang around a few rounds. Understand, too, there's a fighter whose spirit hovers over this match. He's one of the guys who Tyson Fury looks up to. Tyson Fury models himself on. And that's Muhammad Ali. Right? Ali would come out against some overmatched opponents. And Ali would dance. Ali would taunt them. Right? You know the folklore. Ali is at a press conference with Ernie Terrell. Ernie Terrell keeps calling him Clay. Ali is pissed. Now, Ali, back then, used to predict rounds. He would say, hey, I'm going to knock this guy out in the seventh round. Right? Ali doesn't for the Terrell fight. Then Ali, in the fight, is blasting Terrell, hitting him with big shots, refuses to finish Terrell, and then starts saying to Terrell, what's my name? Right? He carries Terrell. He proves the point that Ernie Terrell is no match for him. Ali in that fight did not want to finish Terrell. Now, I believe Tyson Fury will finish Ngannou in the later rounds, but he's going to give you an event. I believe this fight makes it past the midway point of the fifth round. Understand, four and a half means four full rounds and half of the next round. I like the over four and a half rounds in this fight. Understand, the odds are just a little bit worse than even money. In other words, you get to see Tyson Fury put on a masterclass. You get to see Tyson Fury, who typically does not race across the ring and knock out heavyweights in one, two, or three rounds. This is not Mike Tyson. This is a guy who lets you linger. You're going to see Tyson Fury make a statement that this is boxing, that MMA people need to respect boxing, that this guy, no matter how hard he hits in MMA fights, is simply no match for the reigning heavyweight champion. I believe that masterclass is going to take Tyson Fury more than four and a half rounds I like the over in this fight. Now, let me make a deal with you. I understand the folklore of this fight has Ngannou being a big puncher. People believe he's going to be able to land. 
right? Again, ask yourself how many times did then heavyweight champion Vladimir Klitschko land flush on Tyson Fury, right? But I, I get the event, right? They see Tyson, Mike Tyson, right? The namesake, the inspiration for the naming of Tyson Fury, right? They see Mike Tyson in Ngannou's corner and they're saying, man, Ngannou's a hard puncher. Wow, Mike Tyson's one of the hardest punchers I've ever seen, right? This guy clearly has a chance to end it early, right? If you're one of those people who believes that Ngannou has a chance to land big shots against an elusive, Gifted, great back foot, excellent jab, mobile jab, right? Understand Tyson Fury is one of the few who can move like Ali and hit you with a jab, keep you outside, right? This is not a Joe Joyce jab where I'm standing there, you know I'm in the pocket, you're trying to get closer to me and I hit you with a jab, but there is no risk of me moving my head, moving my feet, moving my upper body. So you're guessing where I am behind the jab. Folks, you got a mobile jab here against a first-time boxer. <laughs> uh, in the comment section, if you're on the Nganu side of the play, and I notice... The heavyweight champ is going off here at less than a 10 to 1 favorite. Think about that. Less than a 10 to 1 favorite. Right? If you believe that Nganu has a chance, particularly early, because the world doesn't really know what Nganu is going to do in the ring, we don't know the angles of the punches. YouTubers like me can't pull up five fights and see what the guy does in a boxing ring, right? If you believe Nganu has a chance in that this fight's going to go under four and a half rounds, please, I'm encouraging you, I'm urging you to give us that reasoning in the comment section of this YouTube video. Please don't tell me... <laughs> Don't tell me about the Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight, right? That Mayweather is a guy in retirement trying to entertain fans, letting a fighter who had no business being in the ring with him, hell, being in the area code with him, come inside against him, right? I'm guessing Mayweather himself sits down with films of that Conor McGregor match, and he's laughing when he watches himself. Let me also point out, too, something gamblers know well. That Mayweather fight was also one of the best betting opportunities in sports history. Right? You're giving me a technical master who's hard for professional boxers to hit. And you're going to put him in the ring against Conor McGregor, a guy who's not even a professional boxer. Folks, let me tell you something. I understand Tyson Fury has been dropped by the likes of Steve Cunningham, 
right, by Deontay Wilder. I get it. He can be hit, right? Folks, he's very hard to hit when he doesn't want to be hit. There are a whole slew of Tyson Fury fights, the recent Derek Chisora fight, where Fury decides, I'm not going to get hit hard in this match. Right? How many times was he hit flush by Dillian White? Right here, if you're fighting Francis Ngannou, you understand this guy only has a puncher's chance. This guy has a huge punch. I believe that's going to have Tyson Fury being cautious, not reckless in the early rounds. I like the over four and a half rounds here. That's how I see it. I look forward to reading your comments. I hope you make the case for Ngannou so viewers of this video can read the comment section. And often the comment section is the most important part of my videos. I hope viewers read the comment section so they get a balanced view on this fight. I think it's going to be a heavyweight champ carrying a first-time boxer for several rounds and then closing the show later on. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I look forward to your comments. Thanks for stopping by.